Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. I started doing yoga, man. I started doing a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of DDP Radio Live right here at DDP Radio. My name is Mike Mullins, and we are broadcasting live currently from the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the hub. This is where the transmission emanates all over the world but in order to do that i must get on the elevator and take it to the top floor as usual i must get out at the top floor as usual take the secret staircase to the roof climb rung by rung up that tower all the way to the top the tippy top of the tallest building in all of north carolina and as i look out to the great white north i set that signal ablaze and fires off into the universe where it makes a pit stop on top of the mountain on top of the mountain on top of the mountain of Mount Ontario, a fictitious mountain that we've made up for <laughs> this very podcast. And on that mountain, it beams down to Crystal Stewart's dungeon where she grabs the bolt of lightning that is that signal and tosses it across the world, and we go live, DDP Radio, live at ddpradio.com. It's magic in the making, and the one and only Crystal Stewart, my co-host, how are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm thinking I should get, be getting a super cape or something out of these intros. That's awesome. Well, I, you know, I, I'm getting kind of like I'm getting good at calling on the fly. And I've got that cadence, so I think I should be like a televangelist <laughs> or something. I think it pays more, right? Uh, I think because I well, can because I can go through that uh, that, uh, that 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 spiel. Well, you know, I'm thinking Hayden's got a throne. I should have a super cape. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to give you, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm thinking Pastor Mike Mullins, Father Mike Mullins, or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, we we talked last week. We had a great show last week, and I said to you at the end of the show last week, I said, you keep bringing it. You keep bringing awesome bookings to this show. We keep sharing amazing stories. We grab new shows. We grab new people. We bring people from past episodes if you're crushing it, if you're killing it, or if you're struggling but you're taking an honest stab at it, uh, we love to have people featured in the show. And I said to you last week, I said, I don't know how you can top yourself again, but here we are. And I'm pretty sure you've got us an awesome guest to come back tonight. He was a previous guest, and he made an yeah. in- impression on all of us. So we always like to in- uh, invite people back. 
And uh, I'm going to have you do the intro because you worked so hard putting these together. But I'm willing to bet you've got us another amazing story and an amazing guest to uh, come on to talk to us tonight. I mean, I, it's really easy to pick all these people because everybody's so awesome, or I think they're awesome anyway. And um, tonight's warrior is, you know, no exception to the rule. Another, you know, amazing person that we're going to update his story because we haven't talked in a while, and I know he's been, um, you know, really plugging away and, and putting in the work. So, this week, we welcome back our friend Rob Ramsey, and Rob has done pretty much everything. If there's a box, he's probably ticked it. He's had um, injuries. There, you know, um, there's a health issue. There is, you know, substance. There's, uh, I mean, there's so much that he's overcome, and I mean, it just goes to prove you know the pudding that makes a fighter and this is him so when I think of him that's what I think of is that he has just rebounded so well and I watch his videos all the time and he's always on the move and he's just an amazing inspiration and I hope that everyone picks up on that tonight so please welcome back our friend Rob Ramsey Hey guys, how are you doing? Good, how are hey you? Hey man, how are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, <laughs> down here in South Texas, living the life. And I know Texas. Crystal hates to hear oh. that because she's got snow, I think, right now. Oh boy, <laughs> do I have snow. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Uh, one of my friends, Bob Wright, talked about uh, snow yesterday. And Anthony Vignish jumped on there and said, I've had snow for five months. Uh, I don't know how how Frenchy we could get here with our language, but basically the uh, the concept was F Colorado. I don't want to see any snow. And I told him, I said, yeah, I, I understand how you feel. We had rain here yesterday. And he didn't think that was funny, but I got to laugh at it. So we have had <laughs> well, snow here since October. Snow since October. Yeah, and then so that's, yeah. Longer, and that, that's longer. That's as long as I have been in South Texas. And <laughs> no, we have. I don't miss snow. And I have actually don't. seen it snow here in June, and we currently all the fish huts are coming off the ice now. But there is still in parts of the lake. There's still five and a half feet of ice. Oh my gosh! No, I'm I'm pass. I'm a heavy pass on that. Two, Hard no. Two things I two things I severely hate: cold weather and snakes. And, and, oh wow! And, and you happen to be partial to both. Yeah, well, I've got a mint full of those too. Well, I mean, don't it, don't worry. The the two weeks of summer is beautiful up there. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's uh, about it. Well, well, we appreciate you uh, coming by to, again to check in with us. I, I know it's been a bit since we had you on uh, last, but if you guys want to go check out Rob's story, if you head over to ddpy.com uh, or ddpradio.com and, and search out uh, Rob Ramsey, you can hear his entire story from start to finish. 
But for those who are just, uh, you know, coming on tonight for the first time uh, and hearing your story, can you give us an overview of what brought you here to GDPY? Just a little quick uh, catch up for all the people listening who, uh, who want to be familiar with your story so they can understand where you're coming from tonight. You know, I, I would absolutely love to. Um, you know, first of all, Mike, let me tell you real quick that, you know, I get a huge amount of people that reach out to me um, trying to capture what I've captured, and and I give everybody the same advice. Do the work. Get your weight off, and you got to get that core strong. But um, going, back to, uh, going back to my story um, – this popped up in my uh, my memories just a couple of weeks ago, and I've been kind of sharing it, and I'd like to read it with you guys. It's, this is my original story with DDPY, and this breaks down what I'm all about and what I've gone through and then where I've gone to today. So if you don't mind, give me a second, and I'll, sure. I'll read this. Yeah, it, it reads like this. It says, here's a list of the reasons why I should just give up and fade away. Today, I turned 60 years old. I had a severe spinal injury August 27, 2001. Sprain lumbrasco, displacement L5, S1, displacement L2, L3, displacement L3, L4, L4, L5. Radiculopathy lambrosco, right lower extremity drop foot, testosterone insufficiency, and this is my favorite. I got this from a doctor-assisted opiate addiction. 17 years of fentanyl and Percocet. Post-laminate syndrome lumbar. Lumbar spondinitis. Neutrogenic claudication L1, L2, L2, L3, L3, L4, L4, L5, L5, S1. Neutrogenic claudication from spinal stenosis L2, L3. And that's what I was up against when I found DDPY. I was sitting on a couch daily in a opiate stupor, and I had just had an epiphany. And I shared this with somebody just, just today. I had an epiphany. I had taken my grandson to the movies, and when we went to the movies, I should, Chris, I think I might have shared this with you. Uh, when we went to the movies, we watched the movie. The movie sucked. It was Incredibles number two. But anyway, we we watched the movie. We got ready to go home, and we got in my truck, and we went, pulled out of the parking lot, and I was stuck at a, a traffic light. And during that stop at that traffic light, I fell asleep behind the wheel. Yep. Yep. And my grandson had to wake me up. And at that moment, I knew... You know, I I knew I was no longer just a, a danger to myself, but I was danger to my my loved ones, and something had to change. And remarkably, uh, about 30 days later, I saw DDP on Joe Rogan, and we all know how that story goes. Yeah, absolutely. So you you take that Go initial. You think that is first of all, I just want to say, as you're reading those injuries off to me, like that sounds like it's coming off an autopsy report, not somebody who's still around walking. That sounds like something you'd read post mortem. And the fact that you walked away from all that stuff is pretty, pretty incredible in itself. And, uh, but, you know, surviving like an accident like that, or, you know, 
people, oh, you're, it's so good. You made it through. But there is such a windfall of just shitstorm that comes after something like that. And a lot of times you hear the, oh, he survived and people stop paying attention. And then you're there to fight the day-to-day stuff. And, you know, things got really hard. You know, opiates, I'm sure, were, were an issue, a way bigger issue than, I don't know what the situation is now with, like, the opiate crisis. I don't hear much about it, as much about it. But that's at a time where you could go to the doctor for a headache and, and get prescribed whatever you want. And there was a lot of people getting hooked on that stuff. And here you are with the most legitimate reason to be on that stuff, that's going to be a hard thing to battle. You're not just taking it because it's fun to take. You're taking it because you need it, but you're also, you know, hooked on it. Like, how do you manage something like that where you're in so much pain, but know that this is also controlling your life? It's got to be a hard balance. Uh, you know, it's a completely, uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a real thing. I mean, you're just sitting there hoping daily that something happens that can give you relief, something new comes out. You hear about stem cell or all these, uh, uh, you know, they have um, implants that they can put in to, you know, send these electrodes to your nervous system and all these different things. And you're thinking, man, maybe that'll work for me. And, and, and you get that and you try it. And, of course, it doesn't work. You know, it, it's all bullshit. Just to try to get the American people or the people of the world, I don't know how far this goes or how, how broad this spectrum is, but, you know, they, they try to get these people to buy this stuff, and it's, it, it's no different than snake oil that, that they used to sell, you know, 100 years ago in, in traveling <laughs> caravans. Mm-hmm. I, I can say that because I've lived that. And this, this is the only thing. That has given me relief. I had a guy today reach out to me and ask me, does the pain ever go away? Well, and I explained it to him like this. Prior to DDPY, I was a constant 7, 8, 9 on the pain scale. I never allowed myself to go to 10. I just would not. But now that I've got my core strong and I ride 40 miles a day and I, I do I do the work every day. My pain scale has shifted from a seven, eight, nine to a livable, doable two, three. And if you ask awesome. any any pain, any chronic pain patient, if you ask them about their good days, they'll they'll perk up. They'll sit up and they'll say, "I love my good days." And those good days are two threes. No, you're never going to be pain free. But by God, you can be a hell of a lot better than seven, eight, nine. All you got to do is do the work. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and I, I hearing... have to apologize. Oh, sorry, Mike. Oh, no, go for it, Crystal. Sorry about that. No, I just wanted to apologize to Rob for laughing because he said snake oil, and I know how you feel about snakes, and it just made me laugh. So I apologize. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, but it's yeah, true, Rob. You know, you know, Please, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, you know, when you tell people, you know, about DDPY, people who are in pain and stuff, you know, a lot of them are sold a bill of goods on a lot of different things, and I'm sure there's a lot of people jaded. And when you tell them that the cure-all is something like this, I'm sure you get a lot of people 
skeptical. A lot of people rolling their eyes and stuff. And you being in a uh, in a position like this to be in in a state that you were with you, with your injury and your pain and all this stuff, and to be living like you are, you're such a great testament to what can happen because I can look and add at you on on Facebook or on YouTube or the internet and I can roll my eyes saying it's a bunch of nonsense but to see you standing in front of me and flourishing like that and people who I obviously you know in the community your community who uh, you know are dealing with the chronic pain stuff to look at your before and after and stuff it's an undeniable uh, just uh, experience to see where you've come from it and I know that you're passionate about helping people and have passion about, uh, you know, inspiring people to take the change in their lives. But that initial jump into something like this, when you're in such a shape like that, it, it's slow and it's small and it can be painful at first because you're just not used to making those movements. You're not used to standing up and all this stuff. How was it when you first decided to take the plunge into trying DDPY? Those first few times, I'm sure, was very uncomfortable because you just haven't been using your body like that. And what made you push forward through all the uh, the real difficulties of the first few, you know, workouts? <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't know how broad a spectrum we have here with the um, with the colorful language on this, but I'll, I'll, I'll oh, get, tell you up uh, front. Co- get colorful. Yeah, free okay. reign. All right, excellent, because, um, well, I I have one of those mouths. My favorite word is fuck, and I'm sorry about that, but it is. But uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you, I am a stubborn asshole, and when I sink my teeth into something, I never let go. And I think that's the only thing that really got me through those first months because, you know, I didn't get instant relief from doing this, from doing the work. I didn't. I did not get instant relief. You have to work. You have to, you have to work. You have to make the choice that you're going to do this regardless. And then once you put your effort into that, it, it will come. It's not going to happen overnight. You didn't get, you didn't get uh, where you are today with your injury or your body type or your health or you didn't get that in one day, one week, one month. So expecting results quickly, that's, that's kind of, uh, that's not, I can't understand how people think I did it twice and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to feel better. Why aren't I feeling better? Kind of ridiculous. Uh, It took you, you know, months or years or whatever the case may be to neglect yourself to a point where something has become an issue and now there is no quick fix. No, there's absolutely no quick fix whatsoever. You've got to do the work. If you're willing to do the work, it's, you're going to get the results. I can't stress that phrase enough and I mean it, and I'm going to say it again. If you want the results, you've got to do the work. Yes. It's just that's it's, a part of my life now. And what drives me to continue to do the work is I don't want that pain to come back. The pain of doing the work is less severe than the pain that I was in, if that makes any sense. It, yeah, it's a, uh, absolutely. a motivator. 
you, you know, you, I'm glad you brought that up, and I think it's something we should touch on. You know, in in all of the material for DDPY, DDP always stresses anybody can do this workout. I you can get lose weight, you can get fit by doing you know basically yoga, DDP yoga. And I think some people interpret that is, oh, I can do this because it's easy. No, he didn't say it was easy. He said you can do it. And I think a lot of people, when they first try it, it's difficult. It's hard. And they're like, oh, I thought this was a quick fix. It's never a quick fix. It's never an easy fix. But if you're dedicated, anyone can do this. And I think that's a great distinction to make. And, And your whole thing of putting in the work, everybody who's been successful here at GDPY, everybody are successful because they've a did the work b stuck with it and just kept moving forward and if you're here for the long haul and if you're look you know a lot of people ask me you know how do you stay motivated after being here for so long how do you stay motivated and i think your motivation right there is as motivation as anything i got no choice because my choice is pain that's a hell of a motivator right there but it's not easy just because anyone can do it doesn't mean that it's easy. And I think that's a distinction that people will have to get over really quickly. And a lot of people look for quick fixes or snake oil, as you put it, and just the, you know, the miracle cures, but there's no miracle cures. It's hard work. There's no to the grindstone. And you're one of those guys that is out there every day pushing it. And every day you're doing the work and inspiring other people to do the work, which is the only really way to keep this success. It is. It, it absolutely is. And if you don't mind, you know what? Uh, this past weekend, I I, uh, I accomplished something that I've been looking at for a long time, and the only reason that I was able to accomplish this goal was because of doing the DDPY. Um, I'm very passionate about bike riding. I, I love to ride the bike. When I'm on the bike, I'm free. I'm free of... Uh, I'm, I'm free of my grandkids. I'm free of bills. I'm free of of everything. I'm just free. I'm out there and I'm enjoying myself. It's not work to me. I enjoy that. The closest I think I could ever come to kind of uh, expressing what I'm trying to say is is I've heard of runner's euphoria, and I get that. This weekend, uh, along with Rodney Mason and uh, Catherine Girard. We participated in David Goggins' 4x4x48, which is four miles every four hours and 48 hours straight. And I completed that two and a half years into DDPY. And if, if you saw me the week before I started using DDPY, I walked with a cane or a walker. Two and a half years later, I'm participating in an endurance race. If that's wow. not enough proof for anybody out there listening who's looking for an answer, then I don't have anything else for them. I, I don't know what else to say. Wow. Did, did, you set the, did you talk about that the last time you were here and you set that as a goal? Uh, Am I remembering correctly? I believe you're right. <laughs> yeah, I believe so, too. That's, wow, that's incredible, man. That, that's Congratulations. That's a hell of a workout right there. That's a hell of an achievement. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, and, and I'll tell you a cool thing is that since I've done that, um, I've had some friends ask me, hey, why don't we do that next year? Me and you and this person and that person. And I love that. That just tells me that they're getting more serious about their health, that they've got more drive. 
So, but you know, uh, I, again, I talk about I, I talk about the bike a lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with bike riding. I really am. But I, I want people to understand that if it wasn't for doing the work in the DDPY, it'd be no bike ride. Absolutely no bike ride. So, you know, just like uh, anything else, DDPY is my foundation. It's what gets me through. It's what uh, – what was that expression um, – Natasha Biggle said to me this weekend that DDPY is our coin to be able to play the life, be able to play the game of life. And you got to go out there and earn those coins. Well, doing DDPY gets me my coins in order for me to be able to ride my bike. So I, I, I would just want that to be clear that I have priorities and I know where they lay. That, that's, that's incredible. Amazing. And that's that you know really congratulations and and i i love that you know you know people who can do ddpy and then branch out to, to different things and, and and just challenge themselves in different ways that's incredible and that's a testament to the program and it's a testament to everything we do here because you know uh, you know you you told us where you were at and and to see you doing this now and also to seeing you know you bring other people along with you which is one of the great things about people who are really inspired to change their lives is Sometimes the people around them are hesitant, but eventually they come on board because they're seeing how good you're living. And whether it's inspiring to them or whether it's like, well, he's not going to leave me in the desk and one of those competition type of things, people change with you. And that's one of the great fallouts of not just DDPY, but just, you know, making your life better, being a better person, being a stronger person, eating better, healthier, is eventually you start, you know, towing people behind you. And they get inspired by you and, and to see you doing this and seeing you kind of getting the people around you involved in changing their lives and being healthier and happier. That's, that's, that's amazing, man. That, that, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, speaking about the people around you and I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that this happens to a lot of people. Um, when I first started doing this, my wife was very supportive. She said, yes, if you found something that you can do to get your ass up off the couch and participate in life, I'm all for it. Well, that, that backing that you get from your family doesn't always last. And she started getting – or my wife started feeling neglected that this is all I do is DDBY, and that's all I think and breathe and talk and – but, you know, eventually uh, my family, my wife started doing DDPY with me. Uh, now my wife doesn't do it every day like I do it, uh, but, uh, which actually, I, that's a lie. I don't do it every day. I do it six days a week. I take Sunday off every week. But uh, my wife does it three days a week, and she rides bike three days a week with me, and she, she does all right. But it's funny how our families once you set those roots and those roots take cold, they they really just kind of you know kind of go with the go with the program, go with the flow with that. Yeah, it it really is amazing how you know your circle can change so very quickly with one decision, and when you start to realize that. I don't know. I always, everyone always says to me, you know, 
what's the biggest realization that you came across? And one of the biggest ones for me was I didn't really realize how bad I felt until I started to feel good. Uh, see, I, I, I'm completely opposite because I knew how bad I felt. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you were better than off than I was. Um, but uh, so the interesting thing that I kind of wanted to brush with you, Rob, is um, how has this program helped you um, in the mental aspect of things? Because you can't go from where you were to where you are without having a huge shift. Uh, you know what? Actually, um, my mindset of uh, – how do I say this gently? Um, I am not a, a, a very empathetic person, or I wasn't. Let's say it like I, I am. Yep. I'm, I'm learning. I'm helping. It, 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 this program is helping me be more sympathetic and empathetic uh, right. for people. Uh Basically, my stance prior to doing this program was, you know, just tough shit. I don't care. Right. But now, today, you know, anytime I see somebody struggling for whatever reason they're struggling, I want to reach a hand out and tell them, you know, what can I do to help you? What, you know, just tell me, tell me what's wrong and how can I help? And that is... That, that's huge for me because my first response to most people would always be the negative feeling. But I, I just I, I didn't like to be around people. I didn't enjoy being around people. I, I, I'm pretty sure it had something to do with the constant pain. But you know, uh, learning uh, learning learning gratitude is humbling. Yeah, and and you know who you know who turned me on to gratitude, and I know you know I know you guys know this guy, and I, I hope he's listening. My my friend Scott French, yep. He turned me on. He turned me on to gratitude. Uh, he's big into that. And when we were down in Atlanta uh, last summer, uh, he uh, he turned me on to it. And I, I at first I was like, yeah, bullshit, Scott, whatever, yeah. But then, you know, I, I got to looking into it, and and uh, in I think back in the fall, I did his 30 Days of Gratitude, and he told me that, you know, if 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 you constantly think of things that you're thankful for, it's impossible for negative thoughts to pop into your head. And uh, so I started doing his 30 Days of Gratitude, and I, I thought, wait a minute. All I'm thinking about is things that I'm – happy that I have, and it, you know, it, it just kind of, wheels start going in that motion, and you don't have time for the negative stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, yeah, so, yeah, if that's, I hope that answered your question, Mike. Yeah, no, it's amazing. That, that, that makes a lot of sense, too, and, and let's just be honest, we live in a world that's pretty cynical you know, these days. And one of my biggest, um, you know, ch- uh, trip ups in life is falling into bouts of cynicism. And when you get negative and cynical, uh, everything follows around you, which makes sense because, you know, I think of all the things that I've done in my life, positive, every bits of, you know, success that I've had in my life have usually come 
at a point where I was happy and positive and just, you know, willing to help and willing to do things for people. Because when you're so miserable, you're not doing anything to yourself, but you're bringing people around you down as well. And it affects relationships. It affects, you know, your motivation. And it's easy to get like that nowadays. But there is something that to be said that a positive and clear mind will create you a better life. I strongly believe that. And when you're thinking of how thankful you are, it's really hard to focus on how negative things can be. And it's one of the cornerstones of the DDTY program. And, you know, one of my favorite things about watching that Jake the Snake documentary back in the day is, you know, I, I have a lot of negative self, uh, you know, uh, deprecation and t-shirts and when he had jake kind of change over his t-shirts i thought it was the stupidest thing in the world i'm like oh what's it you know i have all i love because i love negative humor i love cynical humor but at the same time you, you kind of live in that world too long and surround yourself with it it will drag you down and i think that if you start looking at the positive and start being grateful and gratitude and all that stuff you don't even realize how much your your demeanor changes how you carry yourself and how that eventually just makes its way into your life it's such a it's, a, it's a game changer. It is. It, it absolutely is. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, I'll take that a step further. Um, Scott challenged me to uh, not only just think of 30 days of gratitude, but he had me write out what I'm thankful for uh, on, on the different DDPY page and, and the Tiger Battalion page. And writing, sitting down and writing that, and telling people your thoughts and your emotions of what you're thankful for, that can be kind of hard, you know, yeah, especially when you're just learning how to open up to people, you know. Uh, and there, there's a lot of people out there that, re- I, you know, that, that read that, that follow that stuff, and, you know, you don't realize it until you open up like that and you start telling them how you feel about uh, a piece of music that reminds you of a day and September 1979 or whatever, you know, different things like that. And, and people relate to that. And once they, you know, you, you share your emotions and then they share back, it's, it's kind of a neat thing. I, I love that. I mean, I think that's one of the missing things, you know, when you deal with a group of people like we all are a part of is that there comes a time when we, all come into this journey and we all start, you know, falling into the routine of everything. And right. We, there's something magical that happens and it's slow at first. And that's you retrain yourself or you get taught how to be vulnerable again. And that's an amazing thing. I, it's just one of those amazing byproducts of being around a group of like-minded people that are teaching you what you were doing probably wasn't the best, you know, set up for yourself. But here we're going to exchange some of those habits for something a little better and um, you only benefit from it. You know, uh, speaking of, of being around people that, you know, uh, that help you, benefit you, um, it, it, there's been a lot of talk about tribes lately. And our, my tribe is, if you can imagine, they're, they're just as crazy and filthy-mouthed and <laughs> uh, 
unapologetic, but you know what? Every one of that, every one of those people in that group, they they they're like-minded and they're there for a purpose of getting better in life, better health. And if you are struggling, they're the first ones there to ask, you know, what can I do to help? And if you're being an ass, they're the first one to call you out and say, hey, <laughs> you're being an ass. And, you know, it, I I don't know who came up with the concept of finding your tribe, but I believe in it wholeheartedly. Uh, last time I talked to you guys, I, I really wasn't communicating with anybody in the, you know, in the DDPY community. Uh, you know, a few people here and there, but nobody that I – uh, that I I talk to these people every every day. When I get up in the morning, I I check to see if they're out there, what they're doing. Uh, you know, I tell them good night. I mean, sometimes my wife says, "You speak to those people more than you do me." But, <laughs> you know, it's it it's mm-hmm. good to have those people. It, and it, I guess it proves that whole theory of like attracts like at some point, you know what I mean? It's just, we're all part of the same, we are all in the same boat and that boat is friendship. And it's amazing just what happens. We, you know, somebody falls and we help pick them up or we tow the line or, you know, it's just, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And, you know, um, and I, I said earlier that, uh, you know, that we're all alike and we're all, you know, foul mouthed and so forth. But, you know, each and every one of those people, they, uh, they each bring something different to the group, too. And, and, and that's cool. Uh, you know, uh, some of them bring, a, a, you know, uh, a softer side, uh, some of the women that are in the group, and the women, oh, my God, the women are – the women talk worse than the men. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I, I bet Crystal would probably agree with me. Yep. <laughs> I, I always but, say you know, my wife, when she gets together with her friends, she'd make a trucker blush. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, speaking of truckers, do you guys mind if I stop just for a second and give a shout-out to my friend Chad Dalton because I know he's out on the road today. He said he was sure. going to be listening. So, hey, Chad, how I, you doing, brother? Hi, Chad. Uh, we we had really, Chad on uh, a few weeks ago. He's he's awesome. You know, I'm going to tell Chad something here over the radio. Uh, about this time last year, I really thought Chad was just, you know, jerking our chain and, and really not doing uh, doing what he said he was doing. But you know what? That guy has really been putting in the work, and I see what he's doing, and I, I appreciate I, I appreciate how he gets it done. He This guy does his workouts in truck uh, warehouse parking lots. Can you believe that? That's amazing. Yeah, that, that's – that's crazy. Yeah, we had him on a few weeks ago, and man, I was talking about how necessary something like this is in his in his industry. You know, you thinking hearing yeah. about these truckers who are who are you know dying off early and stuff, and the the blood clot problems and the weight obese problems and like truck stop like uh, culture where you're just you know eating something on the go. Man, this guy, I mean, he has the ability to change things in that industry, and, and I think there it's it's needed something like this, especially with the 
flow and the the blood, you know, the blood flow and, and stretching and stuff on the road like that. Like he was telling me some of the trips he does. You know, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say it's amazing what happens when you go from believing in a possibility and putting the work in, it's just, you know, you can believe in the excuse that you keep feeding yourself over and over and over and over again, or you can take a leap of faith into possibility. And, and I mean, we are all, we've all changed something because of DDPY. And I mean, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. uh, You know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to say that, um, one of my buddies in the tribe is Jeremy Braybook, which yep. you guys need to get to know Jeremy. I don't know if you know who he is or not, but he's a he's got similar injuries to me, and he's overcome them just like I have. Um, same same back surgeries. Um, I've had seven spinal surgeries. I don't. I think Jeremy's had four, and I'm fused L1 to S1, and he's fused. I, I, I don't I don't remember, but anyway, Jeremy's a, an incredible person. He's overcome the opiate addiction, the just pretty much the same path I was on. Um, Jeremy posts. Uh, are you guys familiar with Ben Lionel Scott? Mm, uh, no, I'm not. No, no. Um, he, anyway, he does motivational videos. Uh, and he posts them daily, and, and Jeremy posts these things and. What I'm getting at is um, in in those motivational videos, uh, one struck me today, well, a couple of days ago, actually, where Eric Thomas was talking about it's not your fault what happened to you. Uh, yeah. It, you know, what injury happened to you, uh, how you, you know, your obesity, however that happened, that that's not your fault. Your mental capacity, your, your mental health, that's not your fault. But if you don't do something about it, that's your fault. Yes. And I, that's, and I mean, that's a, it's I, that's a, a powerful point. message. No, it, it really is. And, you know, uh, the way you put it, you know, no matter where you're at, and, you know, you've been to low places, and you may not be able to fix yourself. You may not be able to heal yourself, but there's something you can do. There's something in your situation, even if it's just an attitude adjustment or what have you. Um, I think a lot of us get bogged down by our problems, get bogged down by our inadequacies or our inabilities um, to the point where, you know, we, we give up power. And I think once you realize that you have the power right now, Right now, without a single dollar, without a single, you know, piece of equipment or education, you have power to change yourself significantly. When you have power to change your life in a massive way without paying for anything with just work ethic, I think that power, powerful, it's something that we don't really often acknowledge that we have. You know, we always talk, well, if I had the money to do this, if I had, you know, the education to do this, if I was in a better situation, I could do this. That may be the case, but we have power in ourselves to change our lives right now in a big way. And it's empowering to know that and to have that. And once you kind of acknowledge that and realize it and harness it, you know, you can make huge changes without having the resources that you claim have been holding you down the whole time. 
and, uh, and and you know what? Sadly, the uh, from the different, you know, I, I'm not going to say thousands, but I'll, I'll say maybe you know a couple of hundred different people over the past couple of years have reached out to me about how I did this, how I did that. But you know, sadly, the majority of the people who reach out who are looking for help won't help themselves, and I it, yep. it makes it really makes me sad. It does. And I'll tell you why, because I know it works. All you got to do is do the work. My favorite expression, Jake Orders probably listening, do the fucking work. I have a t-shirt yep. that says do the fucking work, and that's my expression. If you do the fucking work, you'll get the results. You will. And why people – I can't believe that it's because they're too lazy or – they just don't have the drive. I think it's because they don't believe in themselves. Yeah, or they're too comfortable where they are. Yeah, comfort. <laughs> comfort. I have a T-shirt that says "Comfort Once You Dead," and uh, I didn't get that when I first saw it. Actually, my wife bought it for me, and uh, I, I don't think that people get that. But the more comfortable you are, the more you sit on that on that five pounds of round back there. Somebody's, you know, some of us have a, a, a little greater girth. But the more you sit on it, the less you, you know, the more you lose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some you know, as you get older, and you know, as I've gotten older, you know, you, they call you get fat and happy. You know, you. Uh, you you settle down, you get married, you uh, you suddenly have a little bit of a nest egg in the bank account. I said, I wish I had the drive that I was when I was hungry. Like when I was just fighting, like starting off with, you know, in my profession, you know, I wasn't making enough to, to get myself gas there and, you know, busting your ass, but you were more motivated and you were hungry. And it is comfort sometimes as an anchor, you know, I got money. I don't need to worry about this. I, I got enough in my bank account to cover my rent. I don't need to hustle. But sometimes that initial just hunger, that naive youth, the hunger of youth is, is a very big driving force. And, and I think a lot of times, like I got to harness that hunger again, because I could conquer the world with that kind of, you know, uh, drive. And, and, it, and it happens as you get older. And it, and it happens to a lot of people. I'm not justifying it, but I've definitely noticed that, you know, with a little bit of safety net, you know, you stop worrying about taking chances or, or really going for it. You know what, though, Mike? Uh, I'm 61 years old, almost 62 years old, and I didn't get up off my duff until it was almost too late. I wish I would have had this drive when I was 21, not 61. I couldn't imagine... Uh, I couldn't imagine that I would have had the injury that I sustained had I had my core strong like I didn't have. I mean, it, I, 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 the results had to have been uh, amplified by how weak my, my, you know, my core, my back, and the muscles around it were. So I, I wish, no. I wish just the opposite. I wish I had a uh, a work ethic like I have now back then. And it, which which shows that it's never too late. I agree. So here, here's a question for you. Um, so, you know, hypothetically, I know we can't, you know, hypothetical 
bullshit. But hypothetically, if you never sustained your injury, do you ever see yourself becoming close to the person you are today? No. I, I was forced to become this person. Wow. So obviously, no, I, I probably would have the whole. No, go ahead. Sorry about that. I would have continued to. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I would have continued just like I was acting had I not been injured. And it, and it took me 17 years to get off my ass to do something about it. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure my answer has to be no. Wow. That, you know, uh, 17 years after the injury and stuff, and, and I'm sure there was a lot of times where you just were resolved to just being in that spot forever. You know, it, it, What's the ca- what's the straw that breaks the camel's back? Because you were in pain for a long time. It's not like the pain just happened. What was it really the catalyst of, of you just saying, like, this is not happening anymore. It's been this long. I, I can't do this anymore. Was it a moment? Was it a series of moments? Was there anything that kind of just sparked that real just um, rage to know, change? It, it, was a, it was a series of unfortunate events. Um, my pain management doctor, I wasn't getting any relief from the pain management. Um, I was on, uh, the highest dose I was on was 250 micrograms of fentanyl every, every other day. Now, fentanyl is a 72-hour drug, and he had taking it off every, and replacing it every 48. And share with thing I have not very many people know this but I, I was in so much pain that I would take that patch off on the 48th hour and put a new one on and I would take the old one and I would stick it in my mouth and that's how I actually I ended up losing uh, majority of my teeth my teeth are all porcelain now uh, that's that's how bad it got that I was looking for relief. So I, I, I continued to tell my doctor, look, this isn't working. We got to try something else. And, and we tried other drugs. You know, uh, he tried. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't even probably remember what the name of the drugs were, but we tried a variation of different drugs, and he kept going back to the fentanyl. And we started hearing all these reports about these people dying from fentanyl. And then I had the episode where I passed out at the traffic light with my grandson in the truck. And I went to see um, a pain management doctor in another hospital who, uh, this was for the BWC, for the Bureau of Workers' Compensation. Uh, They had me, once a year you had to go in and, and just, you know, do the whole uh, doctor uh, doctor examination and I went in to see this guy uh, Mark Malinowski uh, I posted a picture of him and I a year after he discharged me and he opened my eyes and said look you're killing yourself yep. you don't see it but you're killing yourself and if you don't get off of this stuff you're going to die and you can do this you can you can survive this without the medication. He said the medication is actually amplifying your pain. He said I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. And then 
And all this happened all around the same time I saw the Joe Rogan episode. And then, you know, I just start, I already had this thought in my head, I got to get off of this drugs. I got to get off of these drugs. And then I passed out at the wheel. And then I saw BDP on Joe Rogan. And then, you know, I saw the doctor and he told me I got to get off of this shit. And then I had an argument with the guy who was giving me all the opiates. And right in his office, we got into an argument and he kicked me out of his practice. Wow. Best thing that ever happened to me. Best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I went to my family doctor, and she um, she said, the best I can do for you until you can find a different doctor is step you down. And she, she gave me a lower dose, and then uh, just a few days, let's see, I saw the Joe Rogan episode on the, I want to say like early September, and I checked myself into a drug and rehab facilitation on September 14, 2018, uh, spent a week in there. I detoxed, and I haven't touched anything ever since. Way wow. to go. That, that's, that's such an incredible story, man. You know, I, I'm so happy for you and, and, and you know, proud of you. And, and to see you make those, you know, those changes and then, you know, conquering this, this bike challenge, you know, seeing you set – a lot of people come on here, I'm going to be honest, and, and set – goals and we're like next time we'll talk to you well you'll get through it a lot of people don't fulfill them you know some of that stuff is hard and i can see it in your eyes and i can can hear it in your voice that you're one of those guys that are getting it done and you're going to make goals that you can hit and you're going to make goals you can achieve and those goals are so important because i always say make goals that you can hit because those are inspiring when you hit a goal or hit a challenge it's inspiring you to try another one and you're one of those guys that I just seem so driven to just be better and keep doing and keep moving forward. And I'm really happy to have you on the show to talk to us about it and inspire us. And, and congratulations. You're such a, you're such a beacon of light in this community. Oh, thanks, Mike. You're making me blush here in the dark. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no, no, for, for real. And and I can't believe we're out of time. You know, we're we're going to kick this off in a minute. But before we go, is there anyone you want to shout out or give any kind of plug for anything you're doing or anything you're a part of in the next couple of weeks? Um, you know what, guys? Probably close to a thousand miles a year for stop soldier suicide. And I do fundraisers for them all the time. Anybody who would like to just chip in to help stop soldier suicide, I would really appreciate that. And I'd love to say hello to my girl, Joanna McBride. She's out there hitting it hard. She's she's coming a long way. She's doing great things. Way to go. Well, I, I love it. You came into this community desperate looking for, for change and You've changed immensely, and now you're here and, and inspiring other people coming in, and that's how the cycle here continues. Is you know, when I came in, I found motivation and inspiration in people, and, and the cycle just keeps going year after year after year. People coming in, and once you've been successful here, it's up to get up for uh, up to you to give it back and really help out the new people coming in. And there's a lot of people offering a lot of hope. And, and when I look at your story, I don't see. Uh, many more hopeless situations on paper, but you took that paper, crumpled it up, threw it in the back in the trash can, and and now you're owning it. So so I appreciate you and, and keep doing it. And I hope to talk to you again soon, man. Hey, I appreciate you, Mike. You guys, Crystal, thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. And and uh, you know, Crystal, 
I know that we always end the show with a, with a quote of the week, and we've gotten a lot of good ones tonight. So you're going to have to step it up. We get a good quote to kind of fire us off into next week. And then next week we are off. Um, we got an off week, and I'm going to the beach, and you're going to the doctors, and uh, I'm, I think I got the better end of that deal. So um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll end this thing, and uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate Rob, and uh, we'll talk to you guys in, in a couple weeks. We've got the quote of the week, Crystal. Oh, did I lose you? Can anybody hear me? I'm still here. Hello? Well, I'm going to assume that we're gone. I don't know if anyone heard the quote of the week, but uh, we'll see you guys soon. Talk to you guys next week. Until then, DDP Radio Live, DDPRadio.com. I don't know what happened. I probably did something. We'll see you guys soon. Um, I don't know if anyone can hear me. Well, what a perfect way to end such a lovely episode is Mike uh, tripping over everything and ruining everything, but we'll see you guys soon. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Paige. Oh! He did a diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.